Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Empowering Intuitives Explored Talk Show. Tonight is going to be a wonderful night. We're going to talk about the energy of now and coping with what is. So I want to welcome in my guest tonight, um, psychic medium and the seeker of truth, um, curious and committed to cultivating a beginner's mind, Elizabeth Hartman. Welcome, my dear. It's wonderful to see you. Hello, it's wonderful to see you too today, Michelle. Good evening, Brenda. Welcome. Come on in, guys. I'm just going to um, post this out here for all that want to come in and as we talk. So tell us a little bit about um, yourself, Elizabeth. You live in Canada and you and I, we met in Fellowships of the Spirit in Lilydale. Um, so tell us a little bit about what kind of healing work that you're doing and um, hello, guys. And what's going on? So like like you, I'm an ordained um, spiritualist reverend. And um, like many people, I started on this path uh, interested in personal growth. So, you know, would have a lot of things happening with spirit, didn't realize it, um, but just wanted to create the best life I could. And, you know, met people who told me about certain gurus and thing. And it was sort of pack underwear and run and go sit with people, sit in that energy and that presence and things started happening and that was interesting. And, and then, you know, being invited to start learning a bit about, you know, hands-on healing and um, getting a lot of information about people and imaging and, um, you know, following breadcrumbs. So that led to then, you know, sitting in drum circles, um, trying things like glass walks and, and fire walks and uh, uh, really looking into different types of um, shamanism. I'm very fortunate where I am that there's a really, rich and diverse community so like celtic shamanism um the the local nice. you know north american shamanist shamanism and cultures and being able to go to sweat lodges and learn and and go to um, a nearby reservation around 2012 and do dispachos that were south american shamanism learn about sh also with the teacher learn about south american shamanism and celtic shamanism and um and then healing where i live i i can be across the border to the States and I can be in Lilydale in about an hour. So that opened the door to do a lot of classes and learning. Mm -hmm. And where I am has a really rich pot of people teaching. So a lot of different teaching model, um, sorry, teaching modalities, uh, healing modalities, uh, I learned them. So um, uh, something called Shambhala, which Reiki is a subset of, uh, I have a master's level at that everything if it's interesting and it catches my interest i will i'm interested in reading learning going finding out i think just like just about a lot of people that are here listening today they're interested in finding out because uh, it's not what you got it's what you what you can do with it so why not find out more nice i like that and you know i think it's wonderful the way that you told the story of your self-discovery and following your own energy and the changes that you were experiencing. And I think that's really um, profound for everybody that as they find that, I call it spiritual awakening, and all of a sudden now you have a different perspective and you're, you're being drawn uh, intuitively to different people, different situations to help you heal and to help you grow and to help you um, on your spiritual journey. So that was just a great example how you were pulled into all of these different modalities in order to facilitate your own healing. And that's a story that a lot of us um, can say too. Uh, mine's very similar. 
um, a spiritual awakening and then ongoing um, seeking out different um, healers to help heal the emotions that keep coming up and how do you deal with these things. I think it's really interesting. Um, people will say kids don't come with a handbook and isn't that the truth? <laughs> and so we try to learn and teach from what we know, but a lot of times they fall short on coping with our own emotions, coping with the changes that we're experiencing. And so I think a lot of people struggle with coping mechanisms. I think we, anyone who's parented anyone, be it a child or a pet, <laughs> um, they are the handbook. They are the handbook. Children, everything, the sentient has a personality and there's more going on and, and they teach us how to be. And, and I think in um, looking towards developing um, as a spiritual being and then also how to talk with spirit, you know, a lot generally we'll find out about being an empath and how we take in the world and the shock of shocks when you figure out that not everyone can feel everything that's going on. <laughs> You know, and learning how to deal with it and turning that what in the world is this and this isn't necessarily normal what do I do with it and then we have when you asked about a topic for tonight um, it's really expanded because there's so much going on out there that everyone is feeling what's going on right now whether they're aware of it or not I think yeah and so the, the so trend wary. The trend that I see and I hear and I'm getting from my clients and from my patients in my uh, regular practice is that um, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and people are awakening, awakening to their spiritual path and have no idea how to put one foot in front of the other. And they're reaching out saying, I have a lot of these abilities. I'm just realizing that I'm intuitive and I don't know what to do with it. How can you help me? I literally got three different people in the past two weeks that reached out to me personally to say, I have no idea what to do. Where do I go? How do I start this path? And how do I start to understand it? And, you know, I think there's some basic, maybe coping and basic um, things that we can maybe talk about tonight that can inspire somebody who's just starting out on their little journey to um, help themselves or empower themselves or balance themselves um, as they move forward. Yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all here and um, we're really fortunate. A lot of people don't feel that way right now, but we're actually, the earth as a planet is just incredible. It's just amazing that this place that can support life and there's a few billion people that get to be here experiencing this right now which is really infinitesimal when you think of the entire universe out there so it really is an amazing opportunity and it's about it's not what you've got what can you do with it and for people to get that spot where they can realize you know in south american shamanism we're rainbows we've come to earth we're here to bring spirits living this this earthly existence we're here to be on earth and experience it's great to go out there and feel everything but if you're not grounded it's not doing anything so to get people really grounded because as above is below so this great spiritual energy out there is also just as great a spiritual energy coming from the earth 
this little tiny planet, when you think of how big everything is, carries this really dynamic and amazing energy. And we are meant to ground into it and bring our heaven to earth, bring it down through. And that it seems when people get anxiety and all this going on and not knowing to do with it, how do I bring it into myself? If you bring it in, then you can go back out again. Okay. And I think it's, um, as we're talking about that, about grounding, um, people may may not understand what that word is or how they can do that. And so let's let's give them some ideas. So one of my most favorite things to do um, is soak in a salt bath. I feel the sea salt in the water and the dead salts and all of that help to center and ground my subtle bodies, my physical body, my energetic bodies, my aura, all of that. For me, that's a nice pampering way of self-love that does ground. Uh, what's your favorite way to sell, uh, to ground? I like that you said that because you're all basically big babies. Because what <laughs> you do when, when a really little a little kid is hyper, you put them in the tub. It really naturally is, you yeah. know, you put children in the water and, you know, someone's getting nuts, you fill the tub, you get in. So for yourself, the first thing to do, definitely the bathtub. And um, as you get to know about things, there's there are crystals, things like selenite mm-hmm. that don't hold a charge that are really nice and calming. Yes. To as as people expand and look at things, um, crystals and stones are very beautiful to look at, um, but they also have a lot of energy. And that again, coming from the earth, that's a really lovely magical thing. And I think when people um, open up to it, I think they're generally quite surprised. I mean, how about you when you first discovered crystals? That oh, first of all, it's just pretty stuff. And then it's like, wait a minute, there's something going on here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a whole Pandora's box when you open that one up. And I think it's just a love affair that never stops, <laughs> personally yeah. for me. Um, yeah. I, but I got off topic. I got off okay. topic. And I <laughs> think for grounding, like being in nature, being in nature would be yes. my answer. Sorry, I got because yes. water definitely is, is magic. Yeah, for sure. Being in nature, hug a tree. I love it when someone goes, says some some uh, derogatory, you're a tree hugger. I most certainly am. Trees are wonderful to hug. I love to sit in the grass, be outside, touching wood, um, touching granite, walking in a beach, walking in the sand, um, being in the ocean, anything to be outside uh, is very grounding for your energy. So yeah, if you can walk in the woods, take a hike, do anything like that, that's going to help ground and center you. And you know, it's funny, my brother-in-law read my book and then some of the stuff is in my book. And he had said, you know, I never realized I was doing grounding because he's a landscaper and he's out all day long. He goes, and I love doing that because it does calm me and center me. And he didn't realize the term, but he was instinctively doing it. So I love that part um, because that's, our bodies are smart, our brains are smart, we're divine beings, and we intuitively may try to do those things that are for our benefit without knowing what the terms are, right? Yeah. Um, a nice thing about um, just getting out and getting a job done, it gets you out of the way. Because, uh, you know, people really, oh, spiritual awakening, and I want to talk to spirit, and I want to work on my psychic, and I, and it's one of those things that it's called unfoldment for a reason it <laughs> unfolds it's opening like a flower and if you we can get out of the way a bit um it can happen um much more organically 
and it can be a lot more fun to work with. So things like getting outside and weeding or, or, or gardening, or just even just mowing the grass, you're in something that keeps your body active and you're outdoors and it just frees up your head space. It, it frees up your nervous system to do a bit of a reset, to recalibrate. And if you ever notice, um, I originally went to art school, so I studied industrial design and you basically, you're, you're creating a way to make a concept, a product. Mm-hmm. And there'd always be this issue of how do you get from A to Z with, with creating a, you have a certain amount of time to get it done. So you have to do that. And I found at the time I used to row competitively and I was a runner and I find I'd have kind of that idea of got to figure this out and I could sit there and try and work on it or I could go out for a run and there'd be something about going on run thinking just free streaming, just being out running and I'd come back from the run and I'd be like at D. Yeah. And that D would, and I just moved through the process of design process of the problem solving and all the little metrics involved with how, how, how you make that work, you know, getting out of the way, just giving it a little bit of space. Um, I really think that there's, it's, it's so lovely for people to learn a bit about breath work, really oh, simple yes, breath sure. work. Uh, Cause especially with a lot of people, I think wake up in the middle of the night with anxiety and what are you going to do with that? You know, you can go on those, you can just slow your breath, breath, you know, breathing well, to count. One of the count. great things, one of the great ways to do that, to give them a very simple um, example of breath work, and I agree with you 100%, I think breath work is a very empowering tool to help unwind um, anxiety. So taking just slow, deep breaths into the count of four, and then hold it for four and exhale for four and repeat. That will automatically recenter the brain and it shifts um, your body up into a different mode. So you can totally do breath work. Just close your eyes, tune everybody out and focus in on the breath. And I like how you said about running. Well, that's very meditative. So meditation is a great way for us to ground and center, you know? Um, I think one thing that when we're talking about the energy of now, what does that mean? You know, I think being an empath, part of our job as an empath is to understand our own bodies and our stuff, our energy and other people's and to discern whose is whose so that we're not taking people's stuff on that we don't need to. And a lot of what's happening right now that I'm personally seeing is that People aren't having healthy boundaries with their own energy and they are taking everybody else's stuff on. So for example, if there's five people in a room and one person comes in the room and just is in a mood and upset, that whole energy just got completely disrupted. And right now, a lot of times people aren't able to balance out of that. They can shift from being in a positive mood to this very negative mood because that person just upset the apple cart. Instead of going, okay, they're having a bad day. Let's give them some space. Instead of pausing and thinking rationally, um, people tend to be more reactive now and because they don't have good, healthy boundaries. Yeah, I find that there's, um, there's a level of stress sometimes where it's not even sometimes when people can even be get in be in the moment the now is like in the moment what, what what's what's actionable in the moment um um someone gave me a great example years ago uh 
someone that a, a flight attendant that was working around um, when the, when the towers came down, so she had to get on flights mm. during that and and travel on a, a major highway to go to work every day and get to work and then get on flights with really stressed out people because nine eleven had happened. And she had this really great strategy, which I love because it puts you in a, it, it, it backs it up and puts you in a really great space before you're out there. And she would turn her car into a blessing mobile that every person in every car she went by, that her car, that she was going to be blessing every car on the highway with her car. And nice. that blessing would carry on to everyone that they knew in that car and so on and so on. And she'd every morning and she'd put that in. And it would be like a you know an hour and a half drive or more to get to the airport, nice. and I thought what a beautiful idea! I'm gonna get in my blessing mobile, and and no matter what it looks like, smells like, or tastes like, I'm it's I'm I'm doing that, and it just it's a just a lovely tool because it's kind of that forethought, That's a little bit of kindness of for your own nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> That, you know, I think that's a beautiful thing to do. And that tells me that people have to be um, self-aware of their own energies and their own issues and then find the positive. So hers was fear or apprehension about driving and traveling and doing her job. And she identified it. And then she said, okay, I can do this. I can turn this to a positive by sending out the blessings. And that calmed her fears and that turned it around in it's a shift in perspective for her that she can be sending love and light to people as she drives drives by them i think that's a great example of um coping with yeah. uncertainty because we, we have to go to work and there's things we have yes. to do so it's it's if, if you're going to be in it anyway i'm going to choose how i deal with it it's really nice to be in charge because we are meant to be in, in charge of what we can decide yeah. um and you know like a little kid, you can't be put, set in the naughty spot. You know, we can't send people off. They're going to be around us and there's going to be things going on. How, how can you arm yourself to just be, be, be in light? Um, well, I think that's a great question to put out there. I think self-awareness is, is taking that inventory of self and really um, thinking about that. Um, where are your fears? Where are your, what causes you anxiety or uncertainty? And then think about it and ask the divine team, your divine helpers say, okay, I have fear about driving into DC in that traffic. How can I get past that? I love the blessing mobile as an example. Um, but we can adapt that story to anything that we're experiencing. So maybe what we need to do is question ourselves. I don't know about you guys, but from time to time, I have negative thoughts. Who doesn't, right? It's part of the human experience. And then, but I have the courage to call myself out and say, why are you thinking like that? I'm minding the store, as Spirit said today. Uh, mind the store, mind your thoughts. Well, why am I being negative? And really trying to find an answer, get to the root problem. Why do you feel that way? Why is that thought coming up? and then replace it with something more positive that is acceptable, right? Um, because then that puts you in a more present now moment of awareness. Yeah, a, a defensive mindset tells you everything. It's like, if I feel myself getting defensive, it's like, oh, you gotta take a good look here. 
Yes. And yes. it's really nice to have, you know, a group of friends or someone that you can be honest enough with to say, I want to look at this now. I'd rather take a look at something. I don't really want to carry crap into the future with me. I'd rather yes. like deal with it, figure it out. And by no means going to be perfect, anything close to it. But um, honesty is pretty important. And being like kind. It. We all mess up. Big deal. You know, I think people get so worried about what they've done wrong. There's, you know, shadow work, shadow work. And I think as a culture, especially women, um, we spend a lot of time beating ourselves up. And, you know, catch yourself doing something right is good. And giving yourself a break, giving your nervous system a bit of a break matters. For sure. So I think there's um, other things that maybe we can take stock in, right, of the energies of the now. So spirit kind of wants us to start to think about at the end of our day, you know, Think about as we start our day, we're using our minds to set positive intention. Even if you're feeling rough, you're having a headache, you're tired, you don't really want to go and do whatever responsibilities you have to do. Try to find a positive, no matter what. I like ideas of like gratitude jars where one day, every day you pick one, one thing, just one thing, and write it down. And do this every single day, New Year's Eve, empty out your your container and read it look and look back and reflection and go wow man that must have been a rough day i was only happy that my hair looked good <laughs> there might be days you're grateful for so many people and so many things and some days you're just like struggling to find something because you're in a negative mindset right who hasn't been there um but it's a great tool that's a great little tool to help us um really appreciate because you see repeated patterns. You'll see how many times yeah. you were grateful for one per for a particular person or or your work or whatever. And you'll see over and over and over. And you're like, oh, that's really what I'm prioritizing. That's really what I'm valuing in my life. So it's a great little tool to help you look at how you really are experiencing the world. Because you, you, you won't remember a week, two weeks, two months, six months, 12 months, heck no. We're lucky we remember what we ate yesterday, let alone how we were feeling and who we were grateful for in that day, right? So Yeah, because not, not everyone's going to journal and keep track of everything in their life. Um, but what is really neat, I find, um, when I kind of look at even like the last year with with COVID and, and what's gone on and where am I at and wh what, have, how, what have I moved past, I look at Facebook. Go back in your Facebook and say, oh, there you go when you were maybe time oh i was stressed dial right back and take a look and see where you were at and then look at where you are now and there's generally cause for celebration because we're getting for working on it there's usually something really good like wow i figured this out or i got through that nice or just just breathing you know i think a lot of times too with stress for people to put on um um high frequency megahertz music you know and that's so easy h z music google it and you find all kinds of music that, you know, is is meant to reset your nervous system and help you out. And if someone really, truly is out there really stressed to just play it really quietly in the background and it just settles down your nervous system. And it's so easy. Googling, you can find a lot of different frequencies and what they can help with. And then you just start listening and see what whose version you like. And it's free. It's easy. It's accessible. 
and if you know especially if someone can't sleep at night or something and sometimes that does happen when we're really moving um spiritually you have those nights when you're just not going to sleep and you have to surrender so what can you do or if there's something that's really stressful happened happening um to to play that in the background it really is just such a really lovely tool so if you do that and the epsom salts bath <laughs> for sure the other thing that um, I find really helpful, and Spirit has drawn me back to um, aromatherapy and herbs, going the more natural route, because that triggers receptors in our brains. So maybe chamomile or lavender, um, those are wonderful um, to help reduce anxiety, right? Uh, and vetiver? Vetiver is also quite good for calming your nervous system. What? B-E-T-I-V-E-R, oh. vetiver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, c I couldn't hear. We were both chiming at the same time there, so I missed it. <laughs> but you're right. That's a really good one, too. Sandalwood is another good one to help relax oh. as well. And if you like the ancients, uh, I call them the ancients, um, myrrh is a very good calming, grounding um, scent as well. So you can play with those things. You can put those herbs in your bath. You can uh, wear them. You can just have them around, but going more natural and utilizing all of our senses, you know, um, that will help on a lot of different levels to help reduce anxiety and fear and give you a more calming, centered space. Yeah. But, you know, we have to look at if we're gonna really truly um, improve things right because that's what we're doing it's not just the quick fix of oh i'm already flared up but what can i do we have to really look at what are we triggering no wonder why sandalwood is your favorite brenda <laughs> yeah mine too right it's great but we have to look at um long-term coping strategies one of them would be meditation mindful meditation is really important for long-term success in handling things all of the tools that we've already talked about are good can still use those long term but I personally think um, identifying triggers and really trying to go deep within and find where did that begin where's the inception point of that um, that's some restructuring that we've done and really finding those um, So is it is it in this lifetime? Or you know, is this rooted? I you know, I like how they always say that, oh, we blame everything on our parents, but it's it's not on our parents, it's how we've experienced this lifetime moving through with different experiences. So sometimes it builds up and we have to unwind it to earlier and it does sometimes seem like it's our parents, but they're just being the the uh, mirrors for us to learn, right? Yeah, as, as a long term process that definitely, I mean, that's why we're here to figure it out. And it's, it's really enjoyable, and it can get quite delicious, because you, you get to undo it, you get to undo that knot of whatever's going on. And um, also, that you know, people tend to get that, oh, my God, there's things wrong. It's all awful. And it's this big knot of crazy. I'll talk about the big knot of crazy wool. And they want to go in the center of that wool and snip the problem. And is there going and it's not it's it's worth always follow the breadcrumbs go back to where you begin to feel that kiss point of where it, it's a little ouchy and look at that because where 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 your healthy parts start hitting the things that are a bit painful that's the very doable spot 
And it's by really looking at exactly what that is and allowing yourself to release it or perhaps having help with that, mm-hmm. you're going to have like, rather than solving the problem and just sitting there at the drafting board or going for a run, you're going to have a much quicker unfurling and opening of the problem and figuring it out and having some solutions show up. And also it'll be also feel really empowered because you're really doing it for yourself in a really proactive way. It's, mm-hmm. it, it plays into the teachable moment. Yeah. Uh, when you see kids getting something right and say, I saw you do that. I love that. And it's real because you can't lie to kids. They know Th- they have an impetus and a desire to show you and show themselves mainly what's most important to show themselves that they can do it and they can get it done. And when people start feeling some success by getting to that kiss point where they can actually do something and then start moving from the point of where they're feeling like the victim or the perpetrator or, or part of this crazy story and they start moving out a little bit and being the observer and just see, Oh, yes. Wow, I, you know, I was at so and so's house again, and it's always crazy there. And I just watched them do it. So, for people that are feeling, oh wow, I was around, like, I couldn't have done that four months ago. I couldn't have done that a year ago. And that's like the looking back and Facebook is seeing things. Oh, wow, okay, back then this and this and this triggered me, and that's not a trigger. I'm I'm ap- I'm able to observe it. So meditation is huge because it just starts. It's just the beautiful calmer and sorter and it just gets you into that beautiful space. And it's lovely because that's a Googleable thing. There's, there's so many beautiful um, meditations online. There's techniques to learn about and you start finding what your style is because it can be very individual, what works. And that's really fun because um, I don't know about you, but it's just, it's like a whole exploration within itself, isn't it? Yeah, for sure it is. And I like when we have those moments, those aha moments where we can see our growth and we can see all of the, um, when you're the observer and you are just going, not my, not my monkeys, not my circus, and you're <laughs> detached and you're okay with that. And that's, um, that's a beautiful moment where you can see that that you've shifted out of whatever you needed to. Shelby says she falls asleep while meditating, honestly. And you know, sometimes I do that as well. I find I do better if I sit up and meditate because if I lay down, I'm gonna fall asleep. (laughs) Um, So for me personally, um, I do better when I'm meditating in the morning, sitting up. So you could try that. And sometimes, um, you know, finding a a chair that's not so super comfortable, You know, again, you know, if it's too comfortable, I want to just curl up. So, you know, know your own self and what, what works better for you. Um, back to talking about the herbs. There are some things that I wanted to bring up to give some people some some ideas of where to begin. We kind of talked a little, about, a little bit about the oils, but there's some herbs that are helpful for anxiety and that overwhelming feelings and and you know of course I'm giving I'm telling you these things you can google this stuff up but always check with your healthcare provider before you go jump in and get them um, because they can interfere with what maybe other things that you're taking so somebody should put it together for you but so there's some omega fatty acids are really good to help ashwagandha is fantastic lemon balm kava kava I love kava kava for um, 
people that really have a lot of acute anxiety or panic attacks, kava kava can take it down a notch without making you sedated. Valerian root is also very good. Green tea, you, it can be very good for you, but if you tend to have hyperactivity or caffeine sensitive, don't definitely don't try that. But those are some ones that you can begin to investigate and see um, if they're helpful for you and to shift that overall um, mindset. And there's other supplements like 5-HTP that helps with depression and anxiety, SAME, there's, there's so many. So speak with your healthcare provider about what would be appropriate. But the more natural supplements I think are very helpful before going straight into pharmacology um, to really look at this. And on that same note, a healthy diet. We really have to be mindful and cautious about what we're putting in our bodies because our bodies are really becoming as sensitive as we are. And that's another thing that I'm seeing is a lot of people just aren't tolerating the same kind of foods. They're having more allergies, more intolerances. As our bodies are changing, they're more and more sensitive. Um, so we need to look at, are you eating a bunch of junk that has a boatload of preservatives? And, um, or are you trying to eat leaner and cleaner and healthier foods? And notice the difference. You know, if our bodies are really fatigued and you're having these dips because you're eating out all the time, you're eating high fat, high carbs, high calories all the time and not exercising and not taking care of self, that's gonna play in your ability to sleep, your anxiety levels, all of that. Getting good rest, making sure, you know, of course, you know, as the healthcare provider, I'm gonna tell you, you gotta do all those things. You gotta get enough sleep or, or our ability to cope Definitely, like think about it. I don't know about you guys, but if I don't get much sleep, I am grumpy and my tolerance for things is a lot less that following day. <laughs> Does that make sense to anybody else? So getting enough rest, you're more refreshed and you're you know, spot on and able to handle things. Elizabeth, what else would you think would be important for people to manage themselves in their own energy long-term? I really strongly believe in the food and eating well. Uh, and I think a big key to that is that, um, that food is a joy, that you eat things that give you joy. And when you're choosing to switch your diet away from things that are more processed and getting more natural with it, you're very gentle with yourself, do it slowly, because you can have a detox. So there's a lot of really gentle ways to say, we're giving up this this week and we're gonna add in this. But you're also gonna make sure that you go ahead and because you may not be eating the ice cream but you can then go get the fresh raspberries and really enjoy them. Do things that make you really happy within the realm of food that, that celebrates your body and your health. Yes. Because if you're feeling good about it, it's much easier to do. And when you're giving up sugar, that you know that first, once you get past two weeks, you're golden. You know, it's like it's like an elastic band being stretched. It's because it, I love sugar, um, but it does not love me back. So I'll go wheat and dairy, I'll, like, I'll eat very clean. And um, I'll go into the, once I've really been going for it, I'll go to for the 80-20. So that, but also knowing that when I am doing something and that might not be great for me, that I'm going right back again. And it feels so much better. And for people that are here that do wanna work with spirit and want to develop their, their connection to energy, to work with healing, hands-on healing, being intuitive, um, tapping into things, um, when you're, eating cleaner your energy is cleaner and you're more hooked up 
-hmm. getting enough water is huge. You know, we were talking earlier about things that can help with energy and, you know, smudging is huge. Um, I have kids that are getting older, but they didn't really enjoy the smell of different smudges. And there's a way of um, when there has been really high or toxic energy in the house or it's just been a bit much, um, I would, with a metal bowl, um, use uh, like a teaspoon of Epsom salts and a little bit of um, high proof rubbing alcohol, like the, the, and a little bit and you burn it and um, it'll, the flame has all kinds of interesting colors. Years <laughs> ago, I was part of an Ascension circle uh, and um, that's what the, the person that taught the class would do every week. We would do the Epsom salts and bolts so there's no smell and depending on, on how sure. long we've been not been together and it was a group of like 30 people so if there had been a break of two weeks for some reason there would be a very different flame depending on what was going on energetically so it is really interesting because i'll take it in my kids room and i'll do each room individually and you get a little bit of a snapshot of what's going on with them and and yes. exist different colors and things and with a group of people it's lovely because it doesn't trigger any allergies there's no smoke there's no anything and it just basically it clears and purifies the energy in the room nice because nice. We're, we're walking through energy soup and then we get home so we make home our palace it's our temple we want to treat ourselves like sacred space. We want to treat our home. Um, also, when there's anxiety or, or, or things going on, change the sheets on your bed. Mm-hmm. There's something about changing it up, getting it really fresh and beautiful and new, especially if you're having issues with sleeping and you're getting into that fresh bed and you're having your fresh start because attitude is everything. You know, what, what we believe is what we create. There's a placebo effect. So setting yourself up with success really matters you know for sure for sure and the other thing you can do when you can't burn um and smudge that way i take white sage i put it in water i in i set the intention of the water and then i put the intention of what that is and this is going to smudge it's amazing i take it everywhere it's all i always have it with me it's always on and i sometimes i just want to spray my art field i spray me down i spray i get people in there with just amped up energies i'll just spray around a little bit um and it really does reset and it is a very powerful thing to do for sure it's a very sacred um herb to use for that for sure i really love that idea because it's very empowering and we just don't know how powerful we really are we really are amazing beings and and just getting off our own backs and and doing that and also by doing these things when you kind of unlayer kind of the gunky energy that's around by just taking care of your body and eating well the energy are in in your space of if you're smudging or cleaning it or whatever you're doing you get more and more familiar about what your own energy really is and i think for a lot of people new i remember first starting and i don't think i really knew what my own energy was and asking that question like think back to a time when you're really not getting it and thinking what was me and what was other people and you didn't know and you think right now if you have a situation or there's something going on you're thinking is that me or is that someone else you're going to get a much clearer you're going to get a little bit of the piece of pie and understand a bit more and it's like those aha moments and that's that self-discovery that's that self-discovery you know you can say that same thing about people in different relationships 
And how many times as mediums do we give messages about love life? And we're tapping into all these people and they're like, they're not aware of their own stuff. People are not always aware of who they really are, how they're presented to the world, or why they're feeling the way that they are. Know thyself, right, is the biggest key. And the more time, like we can go away from everybody else in this planet, but we cannot go away from ourselves. And to learn and understand who we are at a core level is our number one reason to be here. And I say this over and over to people. We're conditioned in society not to think of self. Oh, they're selfish if they think of themselves. Or if they're going to go do something for themselves, they're very selfish. No, no, no. We have to, as human beings on this journey, have to care for ourselves first. And I know that sounds terrible, but we really need to learn how to do that, that self-care, so that we can be there for other people and be our authentic self empower and embody who we truly are and that takes time it's investing time in ourselves and the ongoing self-care you have to honor yourself i know as as a single mom you didn't really do that i didn't really do that i was constantly paying you know i gotta go to work you gotta take care of the kids you gotta do this you gotta do that and you were the last person i was the last person i thought about And then when I did say, you know what, I need a break, I gotta go, I gotta take a a night off, Um, then people are like, she's taking a night off. How's she taking a night off? (laughs) She's a single mom. And that's very selfish. It's like, oh my Lord, no, it's not. So we have to really um, keep ourselves from getting up into these amped up states of being overwhelmed and overloaded. So it is so hard, Shelby understands completely. Yeah, it's, it's honoring yourself. So, but here's the thing, we are the parents, we are the, the, we're teaching others by our own example. So teach your children, okay, we all need a half an hour. This is half hour, this is self-healing, self-help time. Everybody gets a half hour. I don't care what you do, but you have to do it quietly to yourself. I'm gonna go meditate, I'm gonna go do this. And ever and teach them that, that, that no, we're not playing video games, this is self-help work and give them a couple options to do and you take your time and that's teaching them that it's part of a 24-hour day it's a half hour or an hour or whatever it is that you decide and look at how that that lesson they will take forward that it's okay for me to say i'm really tired i need to look at my energy level i need to take a rest i need to do whatever i need to do right when you think of how it's not even little kids that don't understand that about how many adults know when True. they need to break to really understand. And we have that going on. Yes. And then in terms of, of, of the whole cosmos out there, we're in a turn of the ages right now. We're moving to the age of Aquarius. And one of the buzzwords of the time right now is sovereignty. And we want oh. sovereignty as our personal divinity. We need to be embody, like go from the center and move our energy out and we create our own personal sacred space because we are we are that and we're worth it and through that we then move into true unity and that is the age of aquarius it's it's peace and love and whatever yeah no really it's about you know um everyone has very different ideas we all are seeing uh different parts of the puzzle we may not even be seeing the puzzle at times 
but we still have to find a way to work together whatever or whoever and it's like how do we kind of give ourselves those times out and those tools to get back into the gut like a lot of the you know uh, I really love astrology and astrology gives me a roadmap of what's going on. And the big message in the last few months when they talk about um, where's the energy level out there between one and 10, 200. So <laughs> there's a lot going on. And the answer, it's like, I, I'll, I'll post readings where it's information and it really is. Can you get to a place where you can slow yourself down, do some breathing, three breaths in, hold it for three, three breaths out, hold it for three and do that for long enough that then you start working at making your breathing seamless. So your breath into out is really smooth and slow down and start getting into yourself. Mm -hmm. If there's anxiety going on, so then you can drop into your gut because there's all the, there's a huge bundle of nerve endings in our gut. So that's really sensitive and it's a spot of creativity and power and such beautiful things. Your gut will give you your answer. If your head is saying one thing and your heart is saying another, drop into your gut, start with your gut and then ask your heart. Let your head be in the distance because <laughs> your gut is really going to help you get to where you need to be right now. And I think there's been a, a lot of though a lot of talk in, in the world we live in about heart centered and getting to the heart. And yes, we should be heart centered, but what is your gut saying? Your gut is what tells you don't cross the road and boy, a car goes by and, and you miss getting hit. You know, and I know in your book there's a time when you didn't listen to your gut <laughs> and something happened and, and it happens to everyone. So like listening to the gut because it's getting us in touch in a way that we need to be for where we're going. Yeah. And I think the big thing you touched on there was about all of the changes, you know, even if you're the sanest person and you're grounded and you're centered, Elizabeth and I get rocked and rolled just like everybody else does with these crazy energies. The key, well, first, this is a time where it is meant for great, growth and transition last year, this year, and the next two years. This isn't going to go away anytime soon. So this is why it's so timely that we talk about this stuff and we get it out there. So just think about it in a positive way. It's helping so many people wake up. It's helping so many people shake off all these old paradigms, all the, this other stuff that they need to learn to let go of. So now it's like you, we have a, a bunch of newbies out there that are learning and growing. And I'm a newbie in some areas and I'm not a newbie in other areas. We're all newbies in one area or another, right? And so when we become that not that novice and we're learning something, it's scary, it's uncertain, it's we're excited, we're apprehensive, we're all these balled up emotions. Then you throw in the energies that are going on galactically and that's constantly shifting the earth and the biggest thing that we can do is learn to identify what is yours what is not and and trust your instincts like elizabeth said trust your guts learning to develop your own connection with your god your source whatever creator whatever you call spirit and receiving that information that's the number one thing that we need to do because they're going to give you all the answers that you're asking for and that you're looking for. Develop your intuition. We gave you a bunch of really cool um, coping strategies, 
This isn't made up. This is not um, gonna go away. These are real solid keys that can help you find some center in the chaos and balance in the chaos that's gonna continue. But it, at the end of it, it's gonna be worth it, you know? It's worth it. We went through COVID, it's worth it. You know, yeah. we're making changes that are going on globally. Um, so as frustrating and scary as it is, it's all purposeful for the big divine plan that none of us know exactly where we're heading. We have glimpses, we have ideas, but none of us ultimately know where it is all going. So we just have to learn to trust and believe within ourselves, within our higher power and work those things work your your gifts so that when you have question it comes in you're gonna feel it and you're gonna trust it in your heart and in your guts and then you move in those directions Elizabeth, um, go ahead as you were talking it's like oh some light bulbs went on for me in a really interesting way about how you knit the whole story together um, we had 2012 which was the end of the Mayan calendar and it was at where oh like it's the end of the it's it's the end of life it's changing no it's the rebirth of the new life and working with energy because i i do something called clearing where it's a really forensic cleaning of all the weird energy that could be on someone um or or if you also do a, a dietary cleanse um energy moves like that i can move energy out with my team and we can get all the crap off but but energy when when we have things happen in our lives that are painful to us or or triggering or or become um part of our psyche they land in our body and we hold them in parts of our body oh, yes. so when we're removing things um it's always orchestrated to remove things in harmony so it doesn't overwhelm the body because the energy can be moved out quick easy gone but the physicality of the energy is denser and slower moving energy and it takes more time to move over the body so you might have a healing done or something, and then three days later, if I do clearing, you could you could feel fluish and sick and really awful because the gunk is coming out of your body. It has to be released. So 2012 happened and the energy moved like that. And now we have 2020, 2021. And now we're seeing the physicality of the shift. So the people that it's we're going to notice we're going to our gut, which is super physical, quite visceral. We know our gut. It's your basic physical. We're getting to the physical part. So it's quite amazing for the people who are beginning to wake up right now. Mm -hmm. They're so perfectly on time mm -hmm. because they're gut people because it's hitting them and they're being reminded, go back to your gut, get your answers from there. You know, um, like <sighs> I work with I work with a lot of energy. One of the animals that has come to me and spoken are sea turtles. Nice. And sea turtles came to me at a time when I was felt I, am I stuck? What's going on? And things would go and they wouldn't. And I was trying to push myself to learn or know things. And sea turtles came in and started talking to me. And they said, um, it's like us. Everything's encoded in our DNA. You're no different than a sea turtle. Sea turtles have it encoded in their DNA and they live hundreds of years. They can live a long, long time that they are encoded. Even a baby sea turtle knows where the jet streams are. So it's like, I'm on the shores of Newport Beach and I need to get to South Africa or Australia. I can work with virtually no energy, which is why I can live so long and do so well and get into the jet stream and, and it will take me there. So we wanna be like sea turtles mm -hmm. and hit the jet stream 
So all these gut people who are waking up right now, it's quite magical because it's so on time for the times. It's so in the now, it's in the moment. And it's a way of being present that is really natural for the people who need these new tools to regulate their nervous system. Absolutely. It's really beautiful. And, you know, I love what you had said is that, you know, it's in the physical and that's something that's happening right now because people are experiencing things down into their physical trapped energy is huge. And I have been hearing the healers need to help the healers. We need to all get healing because as a medical intuitive, I do these readings and we look at body, mind, and spirit. What is in the physical, what's emotional and what is spiritual? Because every single thing you're feeling in the physical has an emotional and spiritual component yep. to it. it all steps and, and it goes not, into other lifetimes and it goes into time, space, and reality, it, even into unreality at times. Correct. And there's ways of collecting it all back in. Yes. And if we don't look at all aspects, the physical does not resolve. So, you know, here's a good example. If somebody broke their neck in an accident and it, it's physically healed, they have chronic pain. Well, let's look at, well, let's say it's the lower back. Okay. And so if they have this, maybe they have a lot of stuff going on where they don't have a lot of support in their life. Well, that's lower back. So that's an emotional component to that. It could be that they had an injury in another life. It could be that it is uh, connected to a spiritual problem. But until you do your homework around all aspects, every single thing you feel in the physical, everything, they're making me repeat it again, everything is like a diamond with a facet. It has multiple things that we have to look at and address in order for it to completely resolve. And that's coming from me working in healthcare for over 25 years. I believe and I see it happen. I see the change in myself. Once I dealt with emotional and physical the, and spiritual, the physical then starts to resolve. Um, energy work is very helpful to, to look at that getting medical intuitive kind of readings. If you have a lot of physical stuff going on where somebody can put it together for you, um, talking to your own divine team. What else is there to this? Just ask, 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 and they will help you. Say, okay, why do I have back pain? Is it physical? You can ask spirit, is it physical? Is it emotional? Is there something spiritually? Where do I need to look to fix this? So it's that being that um, curious, asking all the questions, are we there yet? How do I do this? How do I do that? I, I sometimes picture my spirit team going, oh Lord, she's asking 9,000 questions today. She's really curious. But being curious is how you're gonna help heal yourself and those around you that you love and care about. So when your friend starts talking about back pain now, I bet everybody who listens to this is gonna go, are you feeling loved and supported? Has there been anything else going on? <laughs> Um, because once you heal those other aspects, the physical can start to lessen without pharmacology. Yeah. Maybe less of it. Maybe you're going to use homeopathy. Maybe there's other things that you can do, like all the things that we talked about that are more natural, that can be more helpful. So, so much has to do with our energies, how we are experiencing them, holding them, trapping them in our bodies, in our physical field, in our, uh, in our auric fields. And I think the big thing that you kind of alluded to earlier, Elizabeth, is finding that spirit team, they, they're working with you 
develop a connection with them. But what about our soul family, the people listening to this, like-minded people? You know, I often will call up and I have I have you, Elizabeth. Hey, what's going on with this? And well, we need a different perspective to help us. And I know we have a, a, such a beautiful connection and networking um, from people. I know, I just said the other day, I said, I have so many amazing people in my life that and a heartbeat, I can call up and say, can you tap in and tell me what is this going on? And they do the same for me. And it just reassures what we're receiving. Even well, it's usually, I don't want to hear the answer, <laughs> but you know, um, having people that you can bounce these things off of and give you those insights is huge in your own growth. Yeah. And you know, what layer can you look at? Yeah. And also honoring the free will of the person that is speaking to or is being spoken to with what they're going to do with something because we do have the right to kind of take the layers off the onion in our own time. It's really fascinating. Uh, It just, um, you know, when you're talking about the body and, and what are we holding on to and maybe looking at it with a slightly different perspective of um, what is my body ready to let go of? I'm celebrating what I'm letting go of. Yes you know, catching ourselves doing it right, catching what can go, what can leave. And, uh, and, and you just slowly, but surely really start refining, um, that, 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 and centering on what, what is me, what is not me. Cause energetically, um, it just sounds so simple, but it's a really big deal. It's, it's a, it's a very confusing thing. And that's not just, oh, I'm a mom, so of course I do everything for my kids. We've been patterned and taught generationally for ways to be in society, ways of being in families. Like it's in our DNA and there's all this encoding, there's all this information and we're unwinding and we're letting go of it. Um, And when you think of how far we've gone as society, people, oh, we're a mess and it's awful. Really, when you look at simply being a woman in North America, uh, think of what was going on when you were born, what the rights a woman has and what you have now. It's it's huge. It's, it has a long way to go for everyone, for every person out there. There's things that need to shift, but it really is shifting. And I like how you what's put me, that. what's not is is really the core question. Yeah. And I like how you put that, that um, it's an unfolding. It's a blooming onion. It's layer by layer by layer because we have piled it up. And we have to learn how to unfold that slowly and heal it. And when the next layer comes up, you go, oh boy, I thought I dealt with that. Well, here it is again. Here's another layer. Let's deal with that and let's heal that. And you can strip it down and strip it down, but it takes time, patience, and perseverance, but you're worth it. You're worth every second that you spend on yourself and your healing. Like that question, what would be good for me to know about this situation? Or is it none of my business anyway? Quite often, like when people get really enmeshed in, 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 in things, it's like, is it really my business anyway? Right. Yeah. It's. So Elizabeth, tell us a little bit how they can reach you. You have a website. I put it in the chat here. You can find you um, on Facebook as Elizabeth yeah. Hartman Psychic Medium. Um, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, I work as a psychic medium. I work in healing. I do something called clearing, which I don't currently advertise and we'll put out there because there's a need for it. It works best when people are actually working on themselves. It's like doing a, um, 
rather than cleaning your house, it's like doing the ultimate spring clean energetically. So it gets all the crap out of the way nice. so people can move forward. I'm in the, um, in the um, process of creating something called Big Energy Night. When I first um, started sitting in circle uh, for a number of years with people, you would just build energy and not everyone does meditation the same way. I want to work with people so that they're getting in touch with the energetics and different schools of energetics and how it works and bring that into the meditation. It's not a meditation where it's like, you're going to be on a, Oh, you're in a garden. Now we're going to go into the energy nice. where it gets you right in. Mm -hmm. And then what people are within that, it doesn't matter um, how experienced or inexperienced they are. Everyone gets an energetic bump. Nice. And then there's having journals to write to journal and learn about things and then putting out some classes to learn about the different components of, of where these these ways of being in touch with energy come from. Oh, because awesome. even with doing this sort of a meditation, when someone's using languaging that is directly correlated to energy and vibration, you may not at a human level in this moment understand it but your energy understands it. And it's amazing how people will just drop in and get centered and just start opening. And it's really nice to really feel it and to get things moving and then to see what happens because to be able to do anything, you have to put in your 10,000 hours, as you well know, and then another and another and another. So no matter where you are in your 10,000 hours, um, you can build um, your unfoldment because I've done a bit of channeling and channeling and, and being shown energy, energy within energy, you can go through a little wormhole that's tiny in energy and you go into a whole nother universe. Nice. That's not just out there. That's within our energy. There's, there's so much possibility mm -hmm. and uh, you start being more in touch with yourself, um, understanding where you are, where other people aren't. I think a lot of our training too, that I think we forgot to mention is that learning about what, what energetic boundaries really are because it's very yeah, easy to kind of sure. use your energy to help people and to know when I work, I work. And when I don't, I don't. And unless there's a disaster and impending doom, I don't want spirit telling me because I shouldn't be interfering. So we've already put a lot of that grounding in and to get people into that place where they can just start building energy, getting their grounding, getting their foundation and knowing where they are, find that calibration of where they are and where they're not at, um, because a lot of times when we can get off our own backs about what we're not doing or are doing and just feel safe in our energy, right. sacred space, create nice. sacred space, open Veracocha as you would in South American shamanism, you know. Wonderful. And do good. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been such a pleasure talking tonight. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll have another great um, session next week. Thank you again, Elizabeth. Great seeing you and you all have a great evening. Thank you for having me.